Hey, sugar. I'm Erica Michelle. I host a voice diary called Brown Sugar Diaries on the Rock Kingdom Network, where I spill all the tea about my daily experiences, life lessons, my journey to healing and wholeness, my life as an entrepreneur, student doctor, CEO of a nonprofit, and I give my opinion on the current happenings of the world. You see why I have this voice diary? I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Tune into Brown Sugar Diaries wherever you listen to podcasts, and let's sip on this tea or wine. You'll cup your business, sugar, okay? to a rock candy podcast you have arrived at your destination Check, check on the mic. Check, check on the mic. Check in the mic. I'm check, check on the mic. Okay, so um, I'm going to draw this together. Uh, I don't know if we're going or not, but I'm going to say it either way. So I got my Five Iron Frenzy t-shirt on right now that I got from supporting their new record, which is great. Nice. Um, And the uh, the first song, they use the word sibilance. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I looked it up, and the the chorus says uh, "sibilance mic check for the deviance" or something like this. And That's I was tight. like, "Yeah, like yeah, that. it's a cool, it's a cool line." And I was like, "What is sibilance?" Like I didn't know what that was. I'd never heard that word. And I looked it up, and it's a, it's like describe. I mean, you may know what it is, but it describes. Yeah. Like, did you ever say that in a mic check? I've done a ton of mic checks in my life. I've never said I've, sibilance. I've never used it in a mic check, yeah. but I. It's it's a common word for yeah. w- what I do. It's yeah, like, that makes sense. If if a if someone's dial if, if someone's vo is yeah. sibilant, then yeah, I know how to fix it. Gotcha. And it's like too much s's, basically. Yeah, it's Something a harsh like s. It's too s- mm-hmm. s- yeah. Okay. Yep. So I guess that's why they use it in mic checks. But like, yeah. I, I, and yeah. now that you say that, it's weird. It's like this weird random memory that I feel mm-hmm. like we played with a band or used to play with a band who yeah. did that. Oh really? Sibilance. Yes. Yeah. They, they like I looked it it's up. It's like an onomatopoeia. Is that the right word? I think onomatopoeia. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a word that describes it, the sound. Yeah, it's not really that, but it feels like it because there's a lot of there, Wait, is there's potential. Um, no, because it's it it doesn't describe the sound. It just has the sound in it. Oh, okay. Like a so boing like onomo- sounds okay. like yeah, boing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Sibilance okay. can be sibilant, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. sound like a sibilant. But it's whatever. not. Yeah, you're not doing it. When yeah. you, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, maybe there's a loophole though. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? There should yeah. be. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I just Googled, you know, sibilance and like figured out what it was. And then I poked around for five minutes and I was like, oh, it's like a mic check thing, sibilance. And I would like, there yeah. were quotes where it was like, check one, two, sibilance, check one, two, or stuff. And yeah, things I like guess. That. Yeah, I guess so. so. I, I, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that tracks. Anyway, yeah. I don't know why I said, I don't know why I went that way, but that's, and, that's how we started. So and I'm, I mean I've probably just known the word for a long time just from uh, mm-hmm. it's just when you're talking about EQ or something in a mix the word sibilant or sibilance mm-hmm. is pretty yeah. common yeah that makes sense and I've always been grateful that my s's aren't very sibilant I oh. have pretty like and yeah. you 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 either okay like, that's I good. think we both have pretty s- pretty smooth s's pretty chilled out s's yeah. Yeah, and uh, if you're uh, if you're looking at a waveform and someone has a sibilant S, uh-huh. 
uh, those S's on the waveform are significantly larger than the rest of the uh, oh. kind of. So you can like tell where us where. Yeah, S is. I I can yeah. I can I can spot them and I just yeah. clip gain them out in Pro Tools. Sure. Like yeah, yeah. you could use a DSer, which I do as well. I do that oh. later. But <laughs> is that what that means? DSer. That's yeah. That's a DSer fun. takes yeah. your S. Yeah. Nice. That's fun. Um, but sibilance can I think ha- happen all across the spectrum in the high high frequencies. Yeah. So yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they don't always land in the exact same yeah. spot. Actually, but some some people's voices like there's yeah. I I did a movie recently where one of the leads. I just couldn't fully tame it. It was oh, really? just just it was the so way hard. her her teeth yeah. and the air went through it. Yeah. It's the same as like someone having yeah. a whistle in their S. It's like sure. they yeah. can't keep, you know, yeah. you can just be thankful that you don't have that. <laughs> That's all you can do. <laughs> yeah. I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, welcome to Comic Creators Podcast. Let me do that. Uh, yeah. I'm Will. That's Joe. That's what we do. I, oh, I want to I want to bring this up too cuz we haven't <laughs> talked about this in real time. Um and we texted i texted you about it a little bit but we haven't talked about it in real time and i feel like we should mention it because you know all the reasons all the podcast reasons um yeah our, our, i don't know what you're talking about you, you don't know no nope. okay our uh, our buddies on uh magpod on magnified pod um were kind enough to play i know what you're talking about you know what i'm talking about we're kind yeah. enough to play three clips <laughs> of our <laughs> of our high school music that we made together a long time ago cuz i sent them to them um, yeah. So that was fun. That no, was, they just uh, discovered it. They just, they discovered, just, dis- they just found it. Yeah. <laughs> they just um, discovered those gems. They of- were very, <laughs> they were very kind about it. I was like, oh, it actually, it weirdly, it means a lot to hear Andrew and John say like, oh, this is good. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know they mean for high school music, and that's great. But like, just for them not to go like, well, this is straight trash. You know? Yeah. Um, like. Because I respect, like, I respect gross. their yeah, exactly. I respect their uh, musical taste generally. So it was, yeah. that was nice. So appreciate it, guys. If you haven't listened to that, it's on. Um, oh, what episode was it? I want to say it was Wake Up Screaming. They're talking about slick shoes right now. So yeah, I think it's the Wake Up Screaming episode. Yeah, I think yep. so. So, so that's fun. That's that's some uh, some news to get out of the way. Little little news, getting news out of the way. Yeah. Uh, one large news. Uh huh. Uh, What's up? Actually, two large. I just realized I have a large news too. Two large but you, newses. But your large news, you just released a song. Oh right, yeah, yeah, I did. And you yeah, and yeah. you played you played on a, a virtual uh, <laughs> festival. Yeah, yeah, I played on a virtual festival called Faust Fest, which was all like uh, devil music and stuff. Um, and so I'm purposefully because of that, like I didn't know what it would sound like. Um, Think about ten like, year old Will. I know. <laughs> thinking about yeah, you right. potentially doing something like that something in the like that yeah um you, you think you'd be disappointed or scared or something you know i don't know maybe scared more than disappointed i don't think disappointed yeah. would fit but maybe maybe yeah. scared about it um you yeah, could be disappointed i could be yeah it's yeah. hard to say um but yeah i didn't know i didn't know what it would be like so i purposely wore like my pink t-shirt and stuff like mm-hmm. i was like it's gonna be lots of black and lots of like you know whatever um yeah. so we're going we're going bright pink um but it was a good time i appreciate them having me and then interestingly enough i sent them uh the new song to play on the audio version so like on the cool. actual podcast version it just cuts to that um so Tight. yeah but yeah i released a new song that you mixed and mastered for me and sounds wonderful so excited about that I think it sounds pretty cool. I'm into it. I enjoy it. You and, th- throw yeah. a clip up, a clip of it on this. Uh, uh, well, I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just because I'm gonna post this after we're done, so I'm not. I probably won't spend any of my night editing this. 
So, oh, well, yeah. You know what I mean? You probably won't. I probably if won't. I, I, We'll I could see. play it. We'll see. Um, I'd have to stop. I'd have, to, have to stop, stop and then read it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, um, it's fine. If okay, here's what I'll do. I'll throw it at the end. Everybody, go listen. It'll yeah. be at the end. That way, yeah, I don't throw have it on to the like end. cut around and everything. I'll just throw it on the end. Um, yeah, but anyway, what was your? You have you have news as well. <clears throat> I do. Today is um, February 25th, mm-hmm. 2021. Yep. And a movie that I worked on is officially released on Shutter. Oh, oh, cool, cool, Today cool. is the release yeah. date for The Dark and the Wicked. It's oh, been fun because I've, I've been on Twitter today with some people that like I've just randomly followed, mm-hmm. like film Twitter people that I've randomly followed over yeah. the year just because like at the beginning of quarantine, I'm like, I think I'd want to do Twitter again. Yeah, sure. Just because like I'm Why spending not? a lot of time just staring at a wall, might sure. as well tweet. Um, not entirely true. <laughs> I just thought that was... Um, but you know, people have been talking about, Hey, you got to check this movie out. And I'm like, um, yeah, I worked yeah, on that yeah, movie, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> it's super strange. Cause like if you didn't write the movie, if you didn't direct the movie, yeah. um, that kind of thing, like it's just weird. People don't care. Um, it's just, it's what strange. Like, um, I don't know. There, there's not a ton of like clout in being a sound designer for a movie. Sure, it's more of a sure, sure. Oh, sure. that's oh, that's cool. Oh, more people than two worked on this movie. Like, yeah, that oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. or but if I were like the director, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, radical. Sure. Let's talk about this. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's. I'm just I'm just over here just starved sense. for like um, like I just need validation. You just want to direct. Work. You're ready. I do. You ready to be the next Spielberg? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. See, you see what's okay. up. See what's up yeah. there. Yeah, we're uh, talking about we're talking about <laughs> Amblin today. <laughs> I, I wasn't rushing you. I was just looking for opportunities. Um, yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about Amblin Entertainment. Um, this is gonna be an interesting episode and an interesting topic. Yeah. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. I don't have as many thoughts as I hoped I would by this point. That's fine. Um, but I did prep some. I watched E.T. last night. Um, I when was the last time you had seen E.T.? I had never seen E.T. So oh, my go. God. There you go. First time. Oh, uh, my God. Yep. Uh, I, had seen, and, I had seen lots of clips of it because you can't exist without in the U.S. Yeah, without but, seeing it, but I had never sat down and watched it. But you, so. can, you can say now that that's not the same thing. It's not. No, it's not the same thing. No, of course not. It's like, uh-uh. like yeah. understanding like this... W- uh, we'll, we'll get into ET. Yeah, we'll get into but, ET. Um, but so yeah. you, but you did, did have that. a childhood though, right? I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. yeah, I didn't watch okay. the Goonies when I was a kid either. Uh, I don't. Uh, know that, I, I actually didn't watch the Goonies yeah, until I, I was older. I, I didn't think. So. Did you watch ET when you were a kid? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I did. Um, so I watched ET last night. We'll talk about that. But Amblin. The reason I watched it is because Amblin Entertainment is an American film production company founded by Steven Spielberg, and they're the company that put out ET, and it's the logo as well. It's the logo. It's the logo. So the the reason he named the company Amblin is because Amblin was the name of his first short film that mm-hmm. he ever made. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, Amblin. So, here, so the name of Amblin, the short film, is Amblin with an apostrophe at the end. Um, do you know why that is, or have you seen that film? Um, if you have things to say about the short film, I, I'm not trying to get there before. I haven't trying to go there. No, yeah. um, I haven't. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I was thinking about trying to find it, um, but I just honestly didn't have time to find and watch it. So Yeah, I recently um, watched uh James Cameron's first short. Oh and wow. It's 
really interesting and also very very rough okay. but it was like sure. it was him like shopping to like be yeah. a director so uh-huh. Yeah. And it's also weird to think of James Cameron. So James James Cameron uh you know is kind of the I would say the uh, sophomore class mm-hmm. of of uh what is James? I don't uh, know how I don't of what New Hollywood or something. Oh, yeah, just like uh the 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 world of blockbusters, you know, mm-hmm. you've got um yeah. George Lucas, Spielberg, um De Palma, yeah. uh, Francis Ford Coppola, those guys were like yeah. round one like uh-huh we're making these movies that are just going to be how we define movies. Sure. Yeah. And then the next wave were people who like, you know, James Cameron was in line uh-huh. uh, to see Star Wars and then realized, yes. yes, oh, I can make movies like this. I can do this. Yeah. This is what I want to do. Well, and that's super, that's very interesting because like, isn't, um, I've heard like Spielberg and all that class of creators referred to as like new Hollywood. And that may, sure. that may not land on uh, Spielberg particularly, but I know it's a, that at least some sort of film studies folks will talk about new Hollywood. Sure. And what they mean is the first generation of film, uh, filmmakers that went to film school that could learn by right. watching film. So sure. like the people who come before them, you know, your Hitchcocks and your whatever, they just have to figure it out. They just had, they had, they just had it, man. They just, they just had, had it. it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. they defined it and stuff. And so then when you get Spielberg uh, and people of that, that um, era, they can yeah. watch what's being done and then improve on it. Um, and then James Cameron is going to be, you know, yeah. that with blockbusters. That ne- next round. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, <clears throat> When I say Amblin, I, I mean yeah. two things. Uh-huh. So the okay. first thing I mean is Amblin is a very important production company. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that made a lot of movies that I wouldn't... Cons- not all of these movies fit into the, the next category that I'm about to say. Yes, exactly. And the next category is the Amblin vibe. Okay. So like okay. Amblin as uh, a way that people like us... Uh-huh. Um, think about and um um are nostalgic for uh-huh. the things we uh the the things that you know the the movies that made us to yeah. to to quote a Netflix yeah. show which I would recommend seeing. Amblin is a feeling, right? As yes. well as and this is one of the things when I was this is one of the reasons I don't have as many thoughts as I had uh hoped I would is because I couldn't find that much about your second sense of Amblin. Um, I sure. couldn't find that much about people writing about Amblin as this sort of feeling vibe, you know, whatever, yeah. which I was surprised about. And I didn't do like a deep dive research, but I just didn't, you know, nothing immediately jumped out. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I knew we were going to be talking about it in both those senses. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it was founded in 1981 and this is one thing that I did not know, um, before before looking into it is that you know obviously steven spielberg is one of the founders uh but also it was it was founded by kathleen kennedy and frank marshall which i didn't realize yes mm-hmm. um and kathleen kennedy i know kathleen kennedy because now she is obviously the president know, of president lucas, of star wars George yeah, lucasfilm exactly yeah. she's um is she not she's like the sort of uh i guess she's more of an executive and less sort of hands-on but she's kind of the overseer, right? She's sort of the overlord of yes. Star Wars universe and product yeah. properties and stuff. You know, if oddly, it's funny. I could probably say this, and it's actually not as nerdy as uh-huh. you would think. So, just because of how times have changed, sure, yeah. She's kind of the Kevin Feige, yeah, of Star Wars. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people aren't as happy with 
her, but yeah. um, <clears throat> a lot of people aren't as happy with anybody but Kevin Feige. Yeah, of course. He's had this, um, this miraculous run. So, yeah, you know, it, it's, you know, uh, he's no one will ever do what he did for yeah. Marvel. Speaking again, of which, you, speaking of which, you watching WandaVision? You watching that? I am. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, wild. it's, it's a, it's a different level of it really storytelling. Is. Yeah, yeah. It really is. We'll, do, um, we'll have to do a WandaVision. Yeah, episode. we will. That's a good, that's a good idea. Let's do that yeah. soon. Um, maybe after it airs, maybe we have to finish. Yeah, finish. true. It's got a couple episodes oh. left, right? Um, yeah. but yeah, so, um, so anyway, Kathleen Kennedy yep. and Frank Marshall also involved. Um, <clears throat> the company operates out of a bungalow uh, in, on on Universal Studios backlot, um, or they did. I don't know what they're doing yep. now, but um, they did yep. at some so, point. So, <clears throat> Kathleen Kennedy. What's interesting about Kathleen Kennedy mm-hmm. is um, she has been a producer her entire entire career. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and a producer. Um, I. I I think a lot of people are always kind of on the fence about what a producer does. Uh-huh. Um, like, what does it mean to be a producer? Like, isn't the director the only um, kind of important thing? Yeah. Um, which, no. No. Um, no. Yeah, obviously <laughs> you not. Know, the, you know, a producer um, is in charge of produ- getting the movie made, yes, producing exactly. the movie, uh-huh. um, whereas the director is is a day-to-day creative uh a creative yes. um, controller, yep. or what am I trying to say? Head of creative, yeah. essentially. Creative decision um, Making maker. decisions. Uh-huh. Um, but there are lots of different types of producers who do a lot of different things. An executive producer typically uh, provides some sort of financing. Yep. Um, do they provide it, or do they find it, or both? Both. Because, okay, um, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, if, if, yeah. you know, a lot, of, a lot of, you know, Movies weren't made like this probably back when Kathleen Kennedy and and Spielberg were getting their their start yeah. with movies. I can't remember what her her first credits something crazy. Oh really? Um, it's I, I don't know. I don't think it's Jaws, but it's something like Jaws. Gotcha. You know, it's yeah, like one huge. of those in the seventies like giant movies. And, sure. You know, just catapulted into yeah whatever whatever whatever. <laughs> um, but. <clears throat> Now, you know, a lot of people will look at uh, the credits on a movie and they'll scoff at the number of producers that are on that movie. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a time where a studio would finance a movie um, via some executive producer yep. or two, and then you'd have a producer yep. who usually worked in tandem with the director yeah. to basically get everyone hired. Sure. It's a, a lot of producers are very hands-on creatively yeah. with the director and the crew. Yep. There have been times where producers end up di- directing half of the movie. Sure. Um, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but now, uh, you could be labeled a create or an executive producer. Sure. On an indie film, if you tossed them a couple grand or something. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and and that was that at least to my layperson's understanding, that is to some extent the difference between a producer and an executive producer, right? Like sometimes yeah. they will throw you they'll just throw people an EP credit if they are financiers basically. Yeah. Whereas the producer There's there's kind of a tier sort of, right? Yeah. Um you you have a co-producer which is like Okay. Uh, I think closer to like produce the producer role is the kind of coveted one. Yeah, and it's interesting because like producers, you know, they do covet that role, but at the same time, they're complete to get the movie made. They're willing to dilute yeah. that that yeah. um, status Pilot, yeah. in order, you know, 
associate producer is yeah. probably one of the lower on the totem poles. It's yeah. just, you know, they, yeah, like uh, it's they sort of provided, a catch-all, right? It's like yeah, it's, people it's just doing like, stuff to help the movie get made, kind of to get the movie made, yeah. to get the movie produced. Therefore, mm-hmm. you know, you have mm-hmm. a producer. Um, yeah. And I would, I, I would probably argue that at the, at the time of, um, Kathleen Kennedy getting started, yeah. I don't know her background. I don't know if she was born into money. Sure. Um, that can that can get you kind sure. of, you know, kickstarted. But other than yeah. that, in order to become a really successful producer, you have to work. Mm-hmm. You got to, yeah. I, you know, a lot of times the producer works longer and harder than anybody else. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, on especially on lower budget movies, you're the first person there to make sure everyone gets what they need. Yep. Um, everything from the, all the heads of the department to the people that they hire, yeah, and then the, the last one to leave. Um, you have mm-hmm. a line producer. A line producer is kind of a day to day, yeah, you know, yeah, type of uh, producer that like, you know, is kind of the front lines on uh-huh. set. Sure, um, but uh-huh. you know, it's it's one of those things where you know, it's it's hard to understand what a producer does, and I think it's even harder yeah. to think back for me to like. What did Kathleen Kennedy do on Jaws? Sure, like, yeah. You know, I don't know. <coughs> yeah. Um, mm. But it yeah. is also interesting to see that that's all she's done. She's just produced movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, the, my favorite producers are the producers that um, like movies, uh-huh. are fans of creative people, and want to uh, help... Um, uh, um, What's the word? Facilitate. Facilitate a a creative idea from start to finish um, in a way that's not just numbers, you know? And they're, Mm -hmm. you know, those are the best producers. Sure. Um, But so that in contrast with somebody like Steven Spielberg Uh or even, um, um, I even forget his name, poor guy, uh, the third partner. Frank Marshall? Frank Marshall and Frank Marshall Frank Marshall's is name, Frank yeah. Marshall is uh, is or was Kathleen Kennedy's husband. Is that correct? I think. Oh, um, um, maybe so. Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, he directed. I could he, be wrong. He directed about that, one one movie. That's uh, what did he direct? Maybe did I make a note of it? Who Frank Marshall did? Yeah, he 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 directed one one of those movies that you're like, oh, that movie. Huh. Um, interesting. But uh, yeah. Yeah, let, let me let me look it up real quick. Okay. It's 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 a fun thing to know. He's yeah, sure. he's one of he's one of the guys. Yeah. Uh, Frank um, Marshall. So IMDb. The movie Amblin came out in 1968. So Amblin the production company starts in 81, which is the year before ET. Um but it's after Spielberg is a big deal presumably, right? Because he's done Jaws at that point. Uh, right. cuz that's the late I, 70s. Yeah. I think Jaws was the big one. Yeah. Um, mhm. Yeah. So he directed um, Congo. Oh, he no, it was Arachnophobia. He directed oh, Arachnophobia. Frank, no, Frank Marshall directed Arachnophobia. Yes. God, yes. that movie messed me up as a kid. Um, yep. I still can't do it. Um, but yeah, yeah, and uh, that's one of the that's one of the movies in the. Yes, I was reading Amblin's you know list of movies. Mm-hmm. It's just ludicrous. It's um, ludicrous. It's ludicrous. Um, so. We should give. How far are we into this episode? We should probably give a, a rundown of some of these. Yeah. Um, uh, we're like twenty something minutes in, so yeah. we can we can um, talk about shit that they made. Yeah. So he, here here are a few. We've got E.T. Yeah. We've uh-huh. talked about talked about it. Uh, yeah. The Goonies. Uh huh. Yeah. Back to the Future. Yes. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Hook. Uh huh. 
Gremlins. Yep. Uh, Jaws, Close Encounters, yep. Indiana Jones, oh, the Indiana Encounters. Jones movies. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, uh, Poltergeist. More recent Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, yep. Like, there's yep. just a ton of movies that like Land Before you know, Time. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's unreal. Yeah, like, the, and and then plenty of movies that are 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 not movies you would think of as kind of yeah. Um. Well. So. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I, yeah, I think this is this is an interesting kind of stepping stone into kind of what um what we've thought of as Amblin, I think, or what I think of as Amblin now, and mm-hmm. it's because of certain reviews that some of these movies got. So, I want to say burp. I want to say burp. <laughs> say I want to say that um part of why Amblin movies have been so important to us growing up yeah. is that when we were growing up, that was the start of home video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, when, when I'm watching E.T., I'm not seeing it in a theater right. one time. Yeah. I'm, I'm rewinding it and starting it over and over. I keep seeing it. that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Amblin logo over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and, and it, uh, I read this, uh, uh, review mm-hmm. of, uh, E.T., where is it? Uh, it, it was uh, Roger Ebert. Oh, yeah. T- stupid. It's not E.T., it's uh, The Goonies. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, which is, again, it, it's, it's, it's a... Uh, it's Amblin in both senses. Yeah, I read sure. an Ebert on E.T., which is down here, but I want to... St- oh, I've got them both. Oh, good. I got them both. That's cool. good. So, them both. So, so this is what he said about The Goonies. Um, uh-huh. uh, there used to be... Uh, there used to be children's movies and adult movies. Now yeah. Spielberg, Spielberg has found an in-between niche for young teenagers who have fairly sophisticated tastes in uh, horror. And he and he's, he thought of The Goonies as horror, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and let's see, what did he say? Uh, he said something uh, similar um, about E.T., um, but he's, he was talking about it as a kid's movie, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's like, this is a kid's movie, but uh-huh. and then he starts talking about all of the the things that um that uh, Spielberg is kind of known for. So like yeah. um this idea of like a broken family, uh-huh. um you oh, know yeah. uh, these kind of kids that that have kind of dirty mouths and they kind of yeah. talk like just people. Sure. Um, what else? My notes are so all over the place. <laughs> um, here we go. Uh, an emphasis on growing up, yeah. uh, middle class values, yep. Yep. Um, the idea of supernatural among the normal. Uh-huh. So um, all of these things kind of add up to this uh, kind of kind of kids adventure movie. Yes. But it's at also like he f- he's the one that found this this in between where the parents are you know the parents are enjoying these movies well and let me hit, um, let me let me hit you with this cuz this this struck me when i was watching et yesterday which is that um, because Elliot says penis breath, he says penis breath, and it took me out of it. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no, it's kind of um, ET. At least the first half of it is kind of like a Stephen King setup. Like it's very, yeah. you know, it's a very Stephen King. So I mean, you have a lot of these things: middle class values, yeah. focus on growing yes. up, supernatural among the normal, all this stuff. Um, and now Spielberg is more lighthearted, and he's more hopeful, yeah. and he's more family yeah. friendly. But like a lot of that stuff is similar right yeah so i actually have it in my notes that um 
Stephen King's The Body, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. ended up becoming Stand By Stand Me. Stand By Me, right, yeah. One of the greatest coming-of-age movies of all time, uh-huh. in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, fits that memo. Fits that... It, it's it's a rough around the edges, yeah. uh, Spielberg, yeah. uh, Amblin type movie yep. or type story, and that came out in 1982. The the story was published in 82. Okay, so all of this stuff's kind of hitting at the same time. Yeah, and I don't know that it's uh, inherent to just these two people as much as just the time. Sure, um, but they knew how to um, build these worlds and stories around it. Yeah. Yeah, and and so. one of the things that I was curious about. So so let's let's talk about, or I'm just going to talk a little bit about Amblin in the Second Sense, right? Which is this Amblin. Well, first of all, what is that? What is the Second Sense? What's the Amblin vibe? Um, yeah, you know what I mean. Because because I, yeah. I I have questions about it and how it fits into Steven Spielberg's work yeah. in general. Um, yeah, but I, what do you I, think I, it is? Do you um, have thoughts about that? Uh, ensemble kids, yeah. middle class suburbia, uh-huh. yeah. um, adventure, yeah. um, but genre, like but genre, yeah, yeah, yep. There's a little bit. There's either an alien or a or a you know something supernatural or something. Um, yeah, ensemble kids to some extent. I think kids without supervision at various points in the plot, right? Kids yes. as yes. the agents, uh, the drivers of the plot, most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is why, you know, Ebert's going to say, you know, for a kid's movie. Yeah, you know. right, 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 yeah. Um, and, to some, and to some extent, it is that does make it for kids in a type of way, right? You're giving them sure. protagonists that they can identify with, and this you're letting them live in this world where kids have a lot more agency than they really do, right? Yeah. Um, where yeah. kids are going to steal the van at the end and drive away with the alien or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know. I think my question about about that kind of thing is it also has this very child. He found a way um, to to have this very sort of childhood esque, you know, because you're like your whole consciousness doesn't work the same when you're in childhood. Time seems longer. Everything seems big and and weird, and uh, everything seems better. I mean, I'm just speaking about you know. Yeah, my own experience. I'm sure some people have terrible childhoods, but you know there is this ex- potential experience of childhood that's very idyllic and like you know uh, yeah. things don't seem as serious or heavy or whatever. Um, and he found a way to do that, and I have some thoughts about how he does it. But um, my question is: Is he trying to be nostalgic? Because I think of the Amblin vibe as being nostalgic, but was it yes. nostalgic in 1982, or is it just nostalgic yeah. now looking back? Because it was like 40 years ago or 50 years ago or whatever. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I think it's 100 percent um nostalgic looking back. Okay. Um, yeah. And the reason I say that is you have Stephen King writing the body yeah. about his right experiences growing up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I think it's. Yeah, I th- I think it's this weird, and of of course now with with how we consume media and how things kind of, mm-hmm. you know, go over and over, yeah. uh, they you know waves of liking the same things over and over again. Yeah, I I do think that that you have these filmmakers who, um, the first these this kind of new Hollywood, um, they're trying to. Put I think they're trying to put their childhood on the screen. Yeah. you know I if you think about sure. You know, if you think about George Lucas, he, he it's not an adult like uh-huh. uh, 
just trying to make a fantasy fantasy world. He's like he wanted to do Flash Gordon, right? Because that was his true jam as a kid, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, and I guess the reason that I have this question about Spielberg or even Lucas and not Stephen King is because like when Stephen King writes about his childhood, he sets it in the time when his childhood took place. So like. It, right. you know, it, when you have the story about the kids in it, that takes place in the 50s, right? It's like a boomer sure. childhood. Yeah, um, whereas true. I feel like Spielberg, like, you know, with E.T. and with all these kind of things, the kids are in whatever time Spielberg's making yeah. a movie. Like, it's now. Sure. And so, um, I don't know. I, I'm just curious if, and I don't know that either of us can answer this, but I'm just curious sure. if these movies, uh, you know, E.T. and and Poltergeist and all these types of things, if they read as nostalgic when they came out. Like, did people go, oh, this yeah. is like an idyllic sort of suburban, you know, we all so, get to feel like children or what? I, I think the difference is is that yeah. we ref, we reference movies and they're referencing experiences. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. So okay. Uh, the 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 experiences we're referencing are our experience watching these movies. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So that's true. I, I I do think there is a sense of nostalgia probably in in any art you do, but yeah. um yeah. But yeah, I, I think the difference is is the way that we can go straight back to. We, you know, the movies they watched growing up, they they went out on a Sunday, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and paid a <laughs> yeah. whatever a, a paid nickel, a, and, paid a, a penny farthing, whatever. It is. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, yeah. so I I think what's so interesting about this second sense of Amblin, yeah, is that you know when when we're talking about Amblin, we're referencing everything that felt like whatever those movies and those stories were, yeah. Um, the things that we just loved growing up. Yeah. Um, and a perfect example of that are uh, filmmakers like the Duffer Brothers, who made yes. Stranger Things. Oh, of course. Yeah. So Stranger yeah. Things is an Amblin movie. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And it has but some it's Stephen also, King in there a little bit. But it's also a <laughs> yeah. Stephen King exactly. book. Exactly. It's both. Um, yeah. It, it, it's yeah. it's a lot of these things. Which, if it were just if it were just an Amblin yeah. uh, movie, yeah. Um, it you know. You, I, there were a lot of critiques when it first came out, like why, and it's probably just because of the circles I run in, which is just super, super music nerdy, but like, yeah. they're like, if they wanted to do it right, you know, they wouldn't have been referencing like the cheap horror movie scores uh, of the time. Uh-huh. They'd be referencing the blockbuster movies yeah, of the time because that's right. what they're referencing visually. Yeah. You know, Stranger Things sure. is a is a, a lot of things, but it's the kids in E.T., it's the yeah. Goonies, yeah. it's... Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, you know it's Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. It's all these things, um, and I'd forgotten but there was there's a D and D scene in ET. I'd forgotten what a direct, yeah. Re- like yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. No, th- and they're they're just directly referencing. Th- they're like they're such fans. That's yeah. like the reason they make movies is because yeah. of Spielberg. Yeah, well, and and I hear I'm, that over and over again and, and, with like filmmakers that I love. Yeah, and and I mean with Stranger Things, this is the one where you know I don't feel this way, but I think you could make a plausible critique that it's too much referential. It's almost just yeah, you know, because I mean Eleven just is E.T. Right? The kids yeah. keep her in a closet. She likes Egos mm-hmm. a lot. It's Egos instead of Reese's Pieces, but still, you yeah. know, um, I mean it's uh, it's it's a one to one on yeah. a lot. On a lot of in a lot of ways, um, yeah, yeah. But um, I, you know, I think I think the people saying that were wrong. I think the the cheap horror movie score was the way to go with uh, with Stranger Things. Yeah, I no, thinking. no. <laughs> I you know um, I I agree. Yeah. Um, I agree. Um, but it's also like Amblin movies didn't sound like that. 
Oh no, no, yeah, you know, John sure. Carpenter yeah. sounded like that. Yes. Tangerine Dream sounded like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to an extent, Goblin sounded like that. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that was a, that was a, a good choice. But at the same time, if you look at the Stranger Things, uh opening credits uh-huh. it looks like stephen king's name on his book yes, you know it it's yeah like they're referencing all of these things that they love yes. now if you look at a filmmaker like jj abrams uh-huh. who i think kind of thought he was going to be our generation spielberg yeah. right yeah yeah um and to, to many he is yeah um mm-hmm. um and you know times are different now we yes, we, we, we critique things so hard yeah um, we well, have and there's instant so access. Much. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we devalue things as soon as we watch them because yep. we have so many other things to, to, to watch. Yeah. But, um, when the first time that I thought about Amblin as a feeling, mm-hmm. uh, because when you're growing up, you don't, it's just, no, it's just, sure. it's the start of all your, your VHS tapes, Amblin or Warner brothers. Those are, those yeah. are your options, right? Yep. That's not true, but, but new, it's, li- it's new line big... cinema, all these things, Miramax. Yeah. Um, I what I'll also say like when I make a movie like I'm gonna have at least two two vanity cards. <laughs> Those like, title cards are yeah, or vanity like cards yeah, the, yeah yeah. They're uh, ident cards, vanity. They're called a lot of different sure, things. Vanity yeah. cards are the slang, but it's part of it's part of the experience yes, for me. It's like course. it's priming you for it's an a movie. It's an important part of the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so J.J. Abrams, uh. When he came out with, uh, when he wrote and, and directed Super 8. Yes. Um, I, I still am a big fan of Super 8. Super 8 um, was produced by Spielberg and then produced hmm. under the Amblin oh, cool. t- title. Huh. So it was one of the, I, I think, one of the first types of movies like that in a, in a long time that came out with Amblin yeah. ahead of it. Huh. And to me, it completely delivered on that, on that thing. feel. Yeah. These kids doing this, you know, sure. this supernatural thing, and they're uh-huh. on their bikes, and yeah. you know, all, all of this stuff. And Michael Michael Giacchino's score, just he like he he mm. is like the the new John Williams to me. Yeah. Um, even if it's his stuff is more con- contemporary, it's like he he just is that. Yeah. Um. Huh. So they could have, you know, Stranger Things could have gone the route of Super Eight, yeah. but like, you know, they they to them. This Amblin feel isn't just Amblin movies, right? You know, yeah, it's yeah. it's all of all of these and, kind of elements. And you also see this too. And I do want to get back to talking about actual Amblin because we're talking about a lot of we're well, we're talking about the feeling, so that makes sense. But I yeah. was going to say the the w- another thing where you can I think with Stranger Things you see how Amblin as a feeling can be brought together with Stephen King in a really effective way. And yeah. to give this just big nostalgia bomb for kids who were born in either the early to mid eighties, um, but uh, you also see this in it in the movie. Um, yeah, they it's, do this as well, huge. right? And yeah. and the thing that they do is sort of the thing that we were talking about, which is they take King's book where originally the kids are in the fifties, and then they get back together in the eighties, and they just move it up a generation, and so the kids are yeah. now in the eighties, and they get back together in twenty eighteen or whatever. Um, God, it's it, a yeah. perfect storm, a yes, perfect exactly. storm of a movie. Yeah, of course. And it actually it actually harkens to something. And I'm going to bastardize this because I don't I don't know it well. But some cultural theorists will talk about like pop culture theorists will talk about um, the like 30 year rule or something like this, there or the yeah. 30 year cycle or something like that, where you can like know that there's going to be an idealized 
version of a certain generation that shows up in art because that's when those artists were kids, right? And so they'll make yeah. this sort of idealized representation of their childhood, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting. So it, it is. Yeah. So we see that, and we're sort of in the prime for our generation to do that right yeah. now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and and it also it chapter one especially chapter two too, but mm-hmm. chapter one I think was yeah. a yeah much better movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've finished I finished chapter I, two, but you know. I, Again, but I also just like it felt like watching like the movies I watched growing up, you know, Mm -hmm. like so that's kind of wonderful. Yep. Um, But the characters were very much um, what I remember to be an amp, like the Goonies, like you know, even ET, like this kind of Amblin esque thing, but with the edge of Stephen King because he Uh wrote it, right? He wrote the original story. Yeah. and I, I feel like it chapter one wasn't just a Stephen King ad- adaptation. I think it was a Steve, Stephen King ad- adaptation through the lens of an Amblin movie. It absolutely was, and it and it sort of was that I think in part because the investors understood that in the wake of Stranger Things, this is a great idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, they literally cast yeah, the, Finn the, the lead kid. From, yeah, exactly. Try, um, and he's so good in it. He's yeah, so he's great. Funny. He's great. Um. My dad and I watched. My dad and I went to watch it. It chapter one together yeah. in the theater. Yeah, we were both just laughing out loud at the, this kid and the, just the terrible things he would say. <laughs> so good. Like if you've ever yeah. read King Write for Kids, like he makes them say things that yeah. are very adult. <laughs> it's true. Um, but at the same time, like I knew kids like that. Yeah, I wasn't really that kid. Sure. Yeah. Um, at times maybe, but like yeah. But for the yeah, most part, yeah. For the most part, yeah. Um. And their dad and I were sitting there, and then there was uh, next to us uh, a father and son, yeah, a younger father, like a ten or twelve year old son, uh-huh. yeah. And I just, you know, I, at, there was a part in the movie where, like, uh, you know, uh, Pennywise peeks his head through the bushes, and he has a severed arm, yeah, and he yeah, and yeah. he 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 waves with it, and it's like squishy, <laughs> yeah. And this kid, it's like he, he's almost like retreated back into yes. his face somehow. He's yes. just so like. This kid is, uh, he's he's probably like years, like three or four, three, five, however long, however long ago that came out. Uh-huh. He's probably still thinking about some of that imagery sure. as a fifteen-year-old kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I don't know how I don't know how this at all relates to. Well, um, that's his, sort of his. I mean, to some extent, yeah. right? It's it's him being able to do that stuff. The ante has been upped, but like, yeah, you know, there there are scary moments potentially in Goonies if you're of a certain age when you watch it and. There are scary moments in it, um, but I think I think when you look at some of the like when you go down the list of Amblin actual Amblin movies, it's no wonder it's not like one or two give off this vibe and they've just somehow co opted the entire brand. Like this is a huge chunk of the brand. Um, there's another chunk that I want to talk about in a few minutes, but like you know, and you read some of these, but like Gremlins, Goonies, Back to, Back to the Future. We didn't talk about that. That's got a huge yeah. thing in it. Um, Young, uh, young Sherlock Holmes. Weirdly, it's like it's like one of those things where it doesn't. It's not kids on bikes, but at the same time, you hear it and you go, and eh, it makes sense, right? It, it like makes. Yeah. It's got this adventure vibe. It's kind of Indiana yeah. Jonesy. So, yeah. So before we jump into that kind of yeah tier of it, yeah. Here's a here's a quote. Uh, 
of Ebert on ET talking about Henry Thomas who played Elliot. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry Th- Thomas went on to he's he's he has he has a revived career now working with uh, oh, Mike cool. Flanagan. Oh nice. Um, if you Very saw cool. Haunting of Haunting of Hill House, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, he he played the dad in the flashbacks of Haunting of Hill House. Oh really? Okay. Uh, Haunting huh. of Bly Manor. He was in that. I'll have to look him up. He was in uh, Ouija Origin of Evil. He oh, played the was, priest in that. Oh, he was the priest. Oh yeah. Yeah. So wow. He's, oh my god. He's played a he's he's done a bunch of stuff that's recently so that's cool. like but i think what's so interesting and this is a video that that's gone around over and over and over again mm-hmm. over the years yeah. but you can find the uh the the audition tape of henry thomas oh uh to play for et each, or to for, play elliot yeah. mm-hmm. and it's just it's just heartbreaking yeah um what he does like you would think he would he's going to be the next yeah, giant thing, and yeah. he just kind of wasn't. He just but didn't. Yeah. you know, as a character actor, he could have just been. Yeah, and he he's he's wonderful now. He's yeah, great. sure, that's good. But as a kid, so th- this is this is um, kind of what Ebert has to say on Henry Thomas in ET. Yeah, um, and it, and it kind of you know it kind of um, it kind of uh, uh, defines this part of this Amblin feeling we're talking about pretty yeah. well. Um, so. He said, uh, Elliot's played by Henry Thomas in what has to be the best little boy performance I've ever seen on American film. American film, he specifies that. Sure. He doesn't come come across as an overcoached professional kid. Uh He's natural, Uh defiant, easily touched, conniving, brave, uh, and childlike. Uh He knows there's something living out in the backyard, and he sits up all night with his flashlight, yeah. trying to coax the creature out of hiding with a near uh, with a nearly uh, yeah. I- a nearly irresistible bait, Reese's Pieces, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, huh. And he, he yeah. goes on to, you know, talk about like the uh, the 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 the, the odd sense of um, comedy and and and. Uh, horror uh-huh. and drama and and sadness, you know, and on in, in, in yeah. this movie, but it kind of, it's kind of a catch-all for for um, for all those emotions. It's it's not yeah. ET's not a comedy, right? At all? No, it's true. It's very funny. It's it's yeah. not a horror movie. No, but there are parts of there it, are, especially as yeah. a kid, like when sure. he went out into the yard as a kid, that mm-hmm. scared the shit right. out of me. You and know? It, and that was the point where I was like, oh, this yeah. has like a Stephen King setup, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. It's got those moments of tension. Yeah, you know. But then it becomes like you know, it's, it's adventure it's, as well. It's adventure. Yeah. Um, and at the end, like if you don't, if you like, whenever Elliot learns that um, the best thing he can do for this this creature that he loves is to let him go, yeah, and to let him go home and never see him again, like, yeah. like if, if if you don't feel anything during that right. scene, you you. You know, you might be broken. Right. I say. I think during that, the, I, the, I I watched it with Maggie, and I think my my exact response that that scene was, "Fuck no, fuck this movie." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And here's the thing: I yeah, hadn't hundred percent. I hadn't seen the movie all the way through, so I didn't know what was going to happen. You know what I mean? Oh, that's I awesome. I didn't know. I was like, "Does E. T. die?" Is is that? I was like, I know Joe is always. That the thing? I was like, I know always. Joe always talks about how like it it pulls at your heartstrings when you watch it. But like, 
I was like, does he die at the end of this? And then I knew he didn't die. Spoilers. I knew he didn't die because it spent too much time rubbing my face in the fact that he had died. Like it showed yeah. it showed his corpse and it was like yep. put the body on ice and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, nah, he's not dead. No, if he had no. died, we never would have heard from him again and we would have looked at Elliot yeah. crying. Um But what what's what's so. the next what's the next worst thing? To ET dying is losing ET, but it's also the yeah. best feeling. Yeah, right. It's the best feeling. It's home. the worst feeling. Yeah. It's it's everything. It's emotional, and like also there is this lens through which, as I was thinking about it, like it struck me what a weird character ET actually is because they're on one level he's meant to read very he's meant to pull at your heartstrings he looks like an infant he's got huge eyes he like makes little cooing noises and and little cute he's kind of like a pet right on one level yeah on another level he's a genius and there's no question about it he learns this yeah. weird ape language in like three days to be able to tell mm-hmm. these weird animals that he landed close to like I need to find my people <laughs> like he yeah. figures out how to read Buck Rogers in like a couple days yeah clearly a genius but um <laughs> but he's also like uh uh crazily curious yes he's so yeah, curious about the world around yeah him. he's he's yeah. he's a, he's, a uh-huh. he's a scientist he's, he's a scientist he's, he's, yes exactly he's experimenting exactly. with a six-pack of beer yeah uh, and making Elliot <laughs> right. drunk and fl- yeah. God, it's great. It's and great. The the scene where Elliot like re- you know saves all the the frogs or releases yeah. all the it, yeah all it's the frogs. So good. Dude, what, okay, I'm so glad you brought up that the frog scene. What the hell was up with that? Because did kids in the in 1982? I think so. They just I think they had to kill. They just I think brought they had to kill live them. frogs in to murder and then I think so tear apart. Like we cut up frozen e- either, dead frogs. E- Either that's the way it happened in 82 or God. that's how Spielberg had to do it as a kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. But I remember I, I, going maybe like, formaldehyde wasn't like as, as easy, like more as readily available. Yeah, maybe. You think? Maybe. I don't know. But I was like, they're but just going to kill all these live That's worth frogs. the Google. That's yeah. worth the Google. But yeah. I don't know that that's like, yeah. I don't know that they would randomly put that in there. Yeah. Like, I feel that like was, that was harsh. Um, yeah. It's but, awful. <laughs> it's wild. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so so I feel like part of the Amblin thing for me is I feel like maybe the biggest thing actually is um, well, there's two things. The biggest thing is um, kid independence. So like kids being able, I feel like that's why bikes are such a big part of kind of the Amblin thing because it's like you're driving, it's your drive. It's the first little taste of like independence or freedom, and it's not as intimidating as like real independence or freedom, but it's like enough, right? And you're and yeah. and that works in a couple on a couple levels. So like number one is it's a little bit dangerous, and you're a little bit independent, so you can just I can just go to Bobby's house and we're gonna play D and D for four hours or whatever. Yeah. Um, but there's this other level too that plays into like the middle class thing where it's like it's perfectly fine and safe ultimately. Everything is fine. My parents are in control and you know what I yeah. mean? There's this level of yeah. like I don't have to handle the actual world. Um, it's just an adventure yeah. and we all know it's going to be fine. Um, yeah. And I think both of those play really heavily into that vibe for me. Yeah, and there have been a couple movies that have come out in the last few years yeah. um, that are 100% um, – are are hearkening to these types of movies yeah. but also also trying to like yeah like it's funny one of the movies is called super dark times okay uh-huh. um and the kids are a little bit older uh-huh. um they're 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 raunchier they're all all of these things yeah 
but then some really th- some things happen that like we can't take this back, uh-huh. and it's very grounded uh-huh. in re- a real fear. Uh-huh. Um, so it plays it totally plays kind of like a twisted, really twisted Amblin but movie. But I'd recommend it. Super Dark Time. Huh. It's yeah. just is a movie. It's not a series. Or yeah. Anything? Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's a movie on cool. like I think I think it's on Hulu right now. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I looked it up recently. I, I talked back and forth with the the writer on Twitter. Oh, oddly. wow. Very cool. Um, uh, and he 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 and his writing partner are writing a new movie called The Night House, which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, and then the other one, is this which ben is Ben Collins, oh, you're talking to Ben Collins. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Um, but the but the other one uh, kind of sits somewhere in the middle. Uh-huh. The uh, filmmakers who made actually this Turbo Kids a perfect oh, example yep. of mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Sure. They're 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 hearkening to more to less of that kind of straight. Uh, Amblin Stephen King thing and more of kind of the Goonies meets some of the B movies of the time, Mm -hmm. right? So it's it's kind of a different sect. Yeah. But they went on to make a movie called Summer of '84. Okay. Um, which is about a bunch of kids on bikes. Yep. They're playing uh night in the summer in their neighborhood, their middle class neighborhood. They play um. Uh, basically capture the flag. Uh Um, but they call it something else with walkie talkies. Yeah. And there's a serial killer on the loose. Oh, so wow. that's the premise of the movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Th- there's a little bit more sense of like, I don't know that these all these kids are going to be safe. Yeah. But, uh-huh. you know. Which, it's, to yeah. some extent, draws in the, the trend of bringing a kind of Stephen King-esque upping the stakes um, into yeah. the Amblin feel. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can find... And one reason that I was kind of surprised, like I Googled, you know, Amblin vibe or like the impact of Amblin on culture or whatever, and I just couldn't find that much that really distilled and articulated this, which I'm kind of yeah. surprised about because like I also think in the, like, in the moment I'm thinking of these examples where you can find it in things that aren't filmed too, like Paper Girls, for example, is very oh, Amblin, yeah. right? Um, oh, yeah. And I never finished that series. I need to get back in there. But um, I read the first four trades or something like that. But like Paper Girls is excellent. There's a, and I don't think I ever played it, but there is a tabletop RPG, which is like what D&D is, um, that my buddy Mitchell told me about. And it was called, it might even be called Kids on Bikes, where it's like, that's the whole thing, right? Like you're, you're kids in a sort of Amblin-esque um, world with, you know, whatever, monsters maybe or something. Um, sure. Yeah, so I, I remember Free Willy giving me this feeling pretty hard. I don't know if you ever watched Free yeah. Willy, but that was, a, that was another film where... Yeah. It wasn't an Amblin film, but it was like a film where that kid could go and do things on his own and stuff, and I feel like yeah. that was a big part of it. Um, yeah, and, and I, I think the other big thing t- to consider, I think the thing that... Another thing that we're just longing for now yeah. is uh, feeling... Uh, more connected with uh, what's around us and less connected with everything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because because us growing up, like I got my first cell phone at sixteen. Uh huh. Yeah. Maybe seventeen. Sure. I remember sending my first text message to a friend who was coming down from Somerset. Yep. And That's he so sent funny. one back, and I was shocked. Yeah. I could like, like. Oh my I was god. Se- I was driving. Yes. Of already, course, man. And I couldn't believe that you yeah, could man. send. And the first thing I did was. Can I have I always been able to? I, I ran to my house phone, dude. Yeah, because it, it kind of looked like a cell phone. Oh, and really? Trying to text. Yeah. It had oh, like wow. You didn't of, under, fully understand that you couldn't do it from a no. From a, oh, my God. That's great. I didn't. That's like, awesome. It's just like I mean, it makes perfect know, sense, but now it just sounds like yeah, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. For, um, yeah. For those, for those, those yeah. Gen Zers who are listening, like, yeah. 
<laughs> like the, the yeah. we're in the wild west yes, it's of very our yeah. uh, of of uh our kind of social yeah. psychology, right? It, that, so that is that is another thing that's interesting that is going to... It's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds. Like, news stories about kids are going to yeah. have to integrate that reality. Because if you're telling a story about kids in the 80s, you don't yeah. have to worry about that stuff. You can have kids who are yeah. independent in dangerous situations, no help around. You can't really have that anymore. It's like, well, why don't no, they call now them? It's not- now they, you're looking yeah. at like like Bo Burnham's eighth grade, which we that, talked about yes, in exactly. depth, which mm-hmm. is a great example. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. But you know, I remember like you know my neighbor growing up. We were good friends, and he'd walk over to my house, knock on the door. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, can Can Joe come out and play? Yeah. And exactly. my mom would be like, "Yeah, that's fine." And yeah. and I would go over to his house and just be with him. Yeah. No other connection. No, no. other distraction. Other than we were either playing basketball in his yard yeah. or we got on our bikes and went down the street yeah, and like man. yeah like i was completely untethered yeah untethered, untethered. like you know free and in the world in, yeah in the in my you know in my 30s that that idea feels yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels kind of scary to like completely sure. untether yourself yeah. which is ridiculous but it, it does is feel that way yeah but i mean you like leave our, your you leave your leave your phone at home and go somewhere right like yeah <laughs> see yeah. what that's like <laughs> <laughs> like, I just yeah it's yeah. It, it's the, you know it's this feeling of like something bad's gonna happen and uh-huh. I'm not gonna know about it and I'm, yeah, and I'm not I'm gonna not know gonna, about it or I'm not gonna be able to deal with it if it's to me right um, yeah yeah you know well and that, I mean that's the thing it's yeah. like well, well what if you know what if Dolly got out and got hit by a car mm-hmm. and Tiff couldn't drive you know mm-hmm. so you know whatever sure, it you is, just immediately like, start making up um yeah yeah but it's I mean the majority like. <laughs> big chunks of yeah. our life were lived in under those exact circumstances and and, and, and was, we we feel nostalgic for that yeah and it was you know? fine and probably we were more mentally healthy so you know oh, that kind 100%. Of 100% 100% um but anyway so i think that's it so let me let me you can drag me back to these any any topics you want but one thing i want to it's fine we're we're at almost at an hour it's we true can, we can move on from that okay well one thing i want to bring up is what i think of as this secret sort of sub third meaning of Amblin. And it's not as much okay. a meaning of Amblin, but it's like it is another part of what's going on here when I look through this filmography. Um and also when I think about Steven Spielberg. So like Steven Spielberg does two kinds of movies in my mind, right? He does Amblin-y sort of Jurassic Park, you know, whatever jaw adventure, whatever, kids, all this kind of stuff. Fun, larger than life, whatever. And then he does like dra- like important boomer dramas. Um, yeah, you know, which yeah, the ones that I am just <clears throat> much less interested in. <laughs> See, that's interesting. So, um, so for example, I mean, I haven't seen the post. This, oh, dude, you got to see the post. Oh my god, okay. it's so good. Um, okay. See, I'm actually super into that kind of movie, but um, sure. But like, yeah, that makes sense. This is not, <laughs> yeah, this is not um, an important boomer drama like the post, but it is on the sort of Spielbergian sort of dichotomy, which is uh, Schindler's List. Right, that's yeah. also an Amblin I've, movie. I've um, never seen Schindler's. I List. I thought we watched Schindler's List in school together. Did you not watch? I don't I, think so. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it since high school, so I need to go back and watch it. Um, yeah, but no, I don't think I've seen it. Maybe, maybe yeah, you, they showed. I don't know. Like, Neeson, I feel like I think I would, Liam Neeson's in it, right? So um, Liam Neeson's. 
Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's in the Liam, in Liam the, the Neeson's? Liam Neeson's. <laughs> God, that's the best. So good, man. They're so somewhere. damn good. We got to do a Keen Peel. Yeah. Um, I guess we did. Uh, we we did. did. Yeah, we yeah, did. Kind of, we did. Sort of. Yeah. Jordan Peele. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, uh, so let me let me look as I'm looking at these these movies, and there's not as many of them. Like most of them, like Men in Black, Mask of Zorro, like all these things kind of make sense for Amblin. Um, yeah. But then you have sa- more genre movies. More genre movies. Saving Private Ryan, right? Yep. Um, Which to this day makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Not in a gross way, but in a yeah. I can't imagine way. I remember. <laughs> I remember watching that movie, the opening scene of that movie, with my grandpa who was in World War II, and all, yeah. all he did, he wasn't like storming the beaches, but he was off the coast, and like, um, yeah, and like he goes. Yeah, it's about what it was like. <laughs> I was like, oh god, <laughs> oh, that's god. much worse than like a, a more yeah. emotional response. Um, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, Saving Private Ryan, Flags of Our Fathers, Letters from Iwo Jima. Um, let's see what else we've got. War Horse, which fits right into that kind of vibe. Right, yeah, Lincoln. Um, you know, and and movies like War Horse, like you know, when you have when you have a movie that's like a quote unquote kids movie, you can yeah. get a, get away with a lot more. But yeah. I never saw War Horse. But the thing that I always heard about War Horse, uh-huh. I, I can say War Horse as many times <laughs> as I want until it sounds weird. <laughs> Uh, yeah. The the thing about that movie that I've always heard was that it was manipulative, manipulatively uh-huh. uh, dramatic. Oh, really? Uh, okay. It, it it you know it tugged on your heart. Am I thinking of something else? What is War Horse about? It's about a horse that oh um, okay. like dies or something yeah, or doesn't okay. die or almost dies or <laughs> runs away and you know it's one of those sure. like you're just very yeah. kind of. It is a dramatically drama. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking of? Uh, I don't know. That's what that's what I thought it was. I thought it was that kind of thing. But as you started talking okay. about it, I was like, wait, maybe it's not. Uh, Bridge of Spies. Um, yeah. The Post, which you already mentioned. Um, let's see. He's making. He's remaking West Side Story, which is kind of maybe. Maybe in I both. am on board. I uh, am on board with the remake of West Side yeah, Story. Yeah, I'm. That's 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 where I live. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm interested. West, we'll West Side Story lives in my head rent free. Yeah. <laughs> it just does. Grew up on that. That could almost be another musical joke that you just made. Um. Uh. Yeah. yeah. I I didn't watch Rent till for a while. I don't. Which I don't know. I don't, don't care for musicals, and so like we probably need to do a musicals episode. Where I have yeah, to watch there's, some musicals because I've have seen, you seen Hamilton yet. No, uh-uh. no, I haven't seen it. Oh. I haven't seen it. I haven't listened to it. Um, oh, yeah, I know. Is it on Disney Plus? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Maggie's partner has a has a Disney Plus thing, so I'll have to see if I can like borrow that yeah. and watch it because uh, Nancy's got one. I, I didn't really want to listen. To, I didn't really want to just listen to it because I felt like I would be not getting it. Um, maybe maybe you know but, but it worked for me yeah I, i've been I, i've i've known the whole story of hamilton for years now okay and i didn't get to watch it yeah uh until it came to louisville the second time okay yeah. and where i dropped some dropped some change that wasn't, on some uh, tickets that wasn't what that wasn't the guy right he wasn't no yeah, this yeah, was okay. this was this was at the time where they had two or three different touring casts yeah okay so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha um Gotcha. But it it doesn't even matter. Lin sure. Manuel Miranda, he's yeah, just right, the right. guy. Lin, Lin Manuel is now like, yeah. well, it's yeah, he's royalty. It's funny because I know Lin Lin Manuel Miranda primarily through his uh, relationship with the McElroys, the podcasters, <laughs> as opposed to oh. <laughs> because of who he actually is. Like he's good friends with them. Yeah. Uh, so he's on. You ever seen? You ever seen him uh, freestyle like on Jimmy Fallon and stuff? No, I don't, I don't watch Jimmy Fallon. He's, I've never seen him. Uh, he's so good. Yeah. 
He's one. He's wonderful. He seems. Lin Manuel he seems like a good, is wonderful. He seems like a good guy. I, he like I want to yeah. be his friend. I just haven't watched his art. Um, yeah, that's fine. You probably won't. Just don't watch it. Don't. Fine, be that way. You probably won't like it. I don't want to hear about you not liking <laughs> Hamilton. I'd rather you just say. live in this. I didn't even say. I mean, granted, I don't like the the type of art form that it is mostly, but I always forget with movies too. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna bring it back to Amblin, but I always forget with movies too, where I'm like, I'll start watching a movie like Nightmare Before Christmas or something. I'm like, eh, I haven't seen that in a while. Let's throw that on. And then I start singing. I'm like, ah, damn it, I forgot. Like, <laughs> like or like Disney movies, like yeah. ooh Aladdin. Let's watch that. And then they start sure. doing their dance, and I'm like, ah, oh, man. Like I, I even didn't. like the, I didn't. even like the songs, and I'm still like, oh yeah, but let's get to the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, you probably didn't like La La Land, did you? No, I liked La La Land. I did like it. Yeah. Um, that I, I feel like it had a gr- a good ratio. It had a good a solid ratio. Song to story. And ratio. to be honest, I only watched it once, and it was a few years ago. But I I liked it, and I feel like at least in parts of that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm probably misremembering, but I feel like at least in parts of that, they had, they built the music into the world in a type of way that felt a little bit different than a sort of standard, um, maybe not. Um, I, I, know no. the ja- I, I know what the jazz club stuff though, right? Like there's a yeah, scene or two The jab where- clubs, the jazz, well that, that was, yeah. that's a great scene where there's a bunch of whip pans and that kind of stuff yeah. and he's playing yeah. and she's dancing and it's kind of great. Yeah. Um, and there's another scene where he's he's in this cover band that's playing like I don't I don't yeah. Tears for Fears or something sure. and he's just miserable. Yeah. Uh, but they like there's a part where like they're like flying. Oh yeah, and dancing that's true. in the stars. Yeah. And, I don't know and, why that one just hit different. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's grounded in a way that yeah. feels that works. Yes. Yeah, so I don't I don't know I don't know why that was. I mean we need to do a musicals episode and I can think about it more. Systematically, yeah. I, I almost but, feel like it, it feels um, more like a it's. This it's not like hey I'm just trying to write a musical it's like mm-hmm. you can tell that he's like such a fan of like a style a, it almost makes it better because it is about music you know what I mean like that almost makes yeah. it better than just like oh, it's 100%. a story but we shoved in some songs you know what I mean hundred percent yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree um, so it, it makes it makes it feel better um, but yeah like Amblin like, like sort of yeah Amblin. Um, <laughs> So anyway, I think there are these two. I think that's one of the reasons that I can tell so much that Amblin is Steven Spielberg. I mean, it's obvious from every angle, but like it had Amblin movies are both Jurassic Park and they're also you know the Post or whatever. Yeah. Um, so World War this, II this movies l- and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so those two kind of different. Yeah. Or three different whatever. However you what whatever we're saying is is Amblin. Yeah. yeah. What's so interesting to me about um, these types of filmmakers, this new Hollywood's new Hollywood types mm-hmm. in regards to like George Lucas specifically yeah. and Spielberg specifically, yeah. um, is that I don't know that I can pinpoint, um, what it is specifically that is a Spielberg style. Like if you're looking, looking at De Palma or yeah. Ford Coppola, yeah. like it's a much easier, they like, to do sure. types of movies. Yeah. And I think Spielberg does have types of movies. Yeah. I think Spielberg has, has pushed the boundaries on like uh, what the camera can do. Uh-huh. So like he's kind of known for like moving shots where, you know, in cinematography you have wide shot, you have a medium shot, yeah. you have a close up, you have all these things. And he'll do this thing where his actors are walking 
and talking and the camera will start in a wide but it'll slowly kind of land in a medium and then it'll yeah. go to a wide again and then it'll and then it'll keep going until it sure. lands in a close up and all these shots are just you know he's like a um like some kind of like visual storytelling wizard yeah it's like yeah you know the way in which yep. each shot is framed at certain times with one shot is yeah. part of the storytelling it's not just what they're saying yeah definitely but on you know on top of that and in I, I think like uh, Ron Howard's similar in the sense that uh, like, yeah. um, you know, Spielberg writes. Uh-huh. He's credited as a writer. You don't really see. I don't even know if he has any g- big movies that he's done that where he was the writer. Yeah. Um, that he's his name's on it, which leads me to believe that he he just did his pass after someone yeah. gave him something that was substantial. Yeah. And he's done a lot of movies that he didn't write at all, but. Spielberg to me lives in this strange world of like I don't like is it that um he saw some success early on and became this famous director like yeah. if you think about the greats you think of writer directors who have a very like I mean sure. uh you know it's hard to compare Spielberg to Tarantino right, but right, Tarantino right. makes one kind of movie yep he writes every word of dialogue. Yep. He's referencing uh, all the you, same types of things. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. You know what you're going to get. Not in a bad Spielberg, way, like, yeah. Yeah, in Spielberg, you know what you're going to get in a sense of like, uh, um, I, I don't know, he em- has a, emotion. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, he has, I think yeah. it, compared to Tarantino, he has a much more sort of diluted flavor. Um, and I don't yeah. mean that in a bad way, but I just mean like, it Tarantino is a he's got a particular tang on his whole thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas St- and that, and, yeah. and T- Tarantino might have been a bad example because he's so specific. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but he is a, a household name. But I think so. this is why Spielberg is a blockbuster guy, right? This is why he's good because mm-hmm. like his visual style is accessible to pretty much everybody. You know, the things he's getting across are. To the best you can do sort of universal middle classy type of things where like this big portion of the population is going to be able to hook on to whatever you're talking about um you know it's, yeah. it's about kids or it's about war or it's about you know um yeah and there's like it's fun there's like monsters whatever and when i was watching et yesterday there were some moments where it was like oh yep that's jurassic park right there like that shot with that lighting with those plants like that's jurassic park and then other parts where it's like makes perfect sense that this guy made hook you know what i mean um yeah which okay just real quick on my hook tangent yeah sure i i loved loved hook absolutely yeah like not even a little bit like i loved this movie yeah and it wasn't until later in life that i found out that people hated hook yeah i Critics didn't know hated this hook. yeah i didn't know it this. didn't do well yeah. like it, it it just didn't click with me and i was so afraid to watch it again oh really well it, yeah. it came on it came on a channel on uh-huh. cable one day and yeah. i decided one morning to watch it yeah i teared up dude the movie's great i teared up the movie's fucking great like it's still like and it's probably a lot of nostalgia sure. but like sure it's like it's like at the same time like i'm not a dummy like i, I yeah. i'm like like nostalgia plays a part, but like 
that movie works. I think it works. <laughs> you know, too. for me. I wonder if, um, and this is an Amblin movie, so it's fine for us to dig in. Um, <laughs> like, I wonder if part of the part of the response to that movie was that it was just too overhyped. I mean, it's like it's Steven Spielberg doing his Peter yeah. Pan story, and it's going to be Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman, Julia Roberts. You know, yeah. uh, what's the Smee, whatever that guy's name is. I forget his name, but he's yeah. enormous too, right? Um, Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you have all these enormous people. Um, uh, Maggie, is it Maggie Smith? Uh, uh, Granny Wendy? Anyway, uh, just yeah. enor- just enormous. Everyone's yeah. enormous, and and it's going to be him yeah, doing his it, thing. It, it's so. impossible to look at it through the lens of of being a critic when that movie came yeah, out, right? Um, and and being a kid watching it, yeah, I guess. But but, but I I agree. I I've seen it, you know, not super recently, but since I was an adult, and it seems like it yeah. holds up to me. I, I still think it's good. Yeah, it's not like it's it's, it's not it's like great. you know, it's not like the best thing that's ever happened on Earth. But it's it's a good it's good it's as like, I remember it. Like you know, yeah, and and in Spielberg true Spielberg fashion, yeah. when 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 Peter decides to take his kids home yeah. at the end of that movie yeah. because he's right. got to be an adult. Yeah, like right. the, the lost right, kids right, in that right. movie are Amblin. Yes, it's, they are. It's like yes, they are. That, That's a good point. I don't know how, why I didn't, we didn't even think about that, yeah. but like the lost boys yeah. are the epitome of these types of movies. They really are. Um, um, and, you, and you have nods to that all the way through Spielberg's stuff. Like It makes perfect sense that he made a Peter Pan movie because he has this fascination with childhood and the experiences of being a child. There's a scene in E.T. where D. Wallace is reading Peter Pan to Drew Barrymore at night before they go to bed yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. Um, oh, also, yeah. like, l- l- let's just say it, Spielberg discovering Drew Barrymore was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. 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 Good on you. And she's great. Um, but, she's really good. But she's, yeah, she's, she's great fantastic. in all this stuff, though. Yeah, true. Um, but, um... You know, at the end of that movie, mm-hmm. he's 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 decided he has to grow up. He has to go home. He has to take his kids home. Yeah. You know, he's learned something from this experience. Yeah. And he goes and embraces his kids. Right. And then that, and you and you're happy for him, sure. but at the same time, you're a lost boy. Like you're not uh, his kid. Uh-huh. You're a lost yeah. boy <laughs> watching this movie. And then, yeah. and then you know, your stomach sinks. You're like. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, he's leaving the Lost Boys, right? And he realizes it when you, as the viewer, realizes it, and he turns around, and he just, you yeah. know, and, and he does it with honor, with, uh, yeah. you know, with with bangarang, yeah. with crow, yeah. whatever you uh, want to say, uh, yeah, it. right? <laughs> and he chooses, he yeah. chooses who's going to lead yeah. the Lost Boys, yep. and still watching it in my thirties uh-huh. when he when he picks picks the the little round boy, yeah. I for, even forget I don't his, name. his name, he's but just he's the great. cutest little yeah, guy great. ever, yeah. You know, you get a tear in your eye. God, I wanted it's it to be Spielberg. him so bad. Like I remember yeah. wanting it to be that kid. Like, yeah, because Rufio's yeah. Rufio's cool, whatever. But like Rufio, oh, I know. Dead. No, I know. I know. I'm just saying. Okay. as a leader, you know. <laughs> no, I know. I remember. Bro, he died. I know. <laughs> but but like you know, Rufio as a leader, it's like yeah, he's kind of an obvious choice and whatever. But like over the course of the movie, it's just like I just. It's not even that I knew there was going to be a new leader the first time, but like at that, that end where you wise. know there has to be, it's like oh, it's got to be that kid. Like he's so good. Yeah, um, when he's when he's when they're they're laughing about uh, Toodles lost his yeah he lost them good when, <laughs> he lost them good <sighs> God, so movies. good yeah it's, um, okay Spielberg has such a place in my heart and sure it's funny because I'll talk to my dad about Spielberg and I'll change my tune because for some reason dad hates Spielberg. oh really. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it's I <laughs> nice. think it's like nice. just an age age sure, thing where yeah. he's like, oh, he's Spielberg's just a bunch of fluff and you know, okay, sure, a bunch of like, huh. you know, interesting, all this kind of like. See, I feel like I, I feel like in and maybe this doesn't work for your dad, but I feel like dads uh, uh, people, actually people our age who are dads and feel that and feel that way people our age who have dads that feel that way probably m- a lot of them get caught by other spielberg stuff right like if you miss sure. them with the childhood stuff you'll get them with the world war ii you know what i mean <laughs> yeah maybe so and and that's my dad's a, a weird like i don't know if dad likes world war ii sure movies, yeah, you know? yeah like yeah, i don't yeah. know where he he loves superhero movies and yeah, he hates right. batman versus superman <laughs> i think he hates Zack Snyder. he's hyped so, about like, he, justice league right <laughs> just kidding Oh, it's it, today's today's his birthday actually, and I oh, talked cool. to him for, on yeah. the phone this morning for like a half hour, yeah. and about fifteen minutes of it, he was just talking about like he's like I can't believe people want to see yeah. I, I four hours of Superman you know, being bad and being working with Darkseid. I kind of like, can't either if I'm being honest. Maybe so. killing Lois, you know, like yeah, yeah. Let me go ahead and agree um, with that. Um, but yeah. anyway, but uh, where was oh, actually? You know what? I think he hates James Cameron now. Okay, like, I think sure. he, I think, sure. I think James Cameron sure. really let him down somehow. Okay, my dad holds grudges <laughs> with people with, with filmmakers. With filmmakers, he really does. That's great. Um, um, yeah, I think I think most of most of Spielberg's World War II posty type stuff. I think my dad gets into. Uh, I don't think he dis- yeah, that, that, I don't think he that, dislikes the other stuff, but I think I think that's really up his yeah, that's up his I think alley. that tracks to me. Um, yeah. yeah. The post is so good. He's not into the he, your dad doesn't want to watch kids' movies. No, he doesn't for the most part. No. Uh, <laughs> when I like when I come up with like if I'm home visiting, not that I've done that in twelve years at this point, but like when I get to go home and visit, if I'll bring up something genre y like you know, it's just not it's just not his flavor. We just, <laughs> which yeah. is fine because I like you know, I like the posty type stuff too, but um, so yeah, I, I I don't I don't think we can talk about Amblin without mentioning a few different names. Okay, uh, one of those names is Chris Columbus. Yes. Uh huh. So Chris Chris Columbus wrote Gremlins. Yep. Um, he's written a bunch of stuff. He's directed uh-huh. a bunch of stuff, and he kind of got his first big shot with uh, Home Alone. Home Alone. Yep. He directed Home Alone, which was written by uh, John Hughes, I the wanna late, s- great John Hughes. I want to say he also did uh, Young Sherlock Holmes, which is a movie we didn't spend much time on because okay. it, it wasn't huge. I don't think I've seen it. Are you serious? Dude, that yeah. was like that was one of my childhood. That's one of the reasons I have like a Sherlock Holmes tattoo is because I watched that movie okay. over and over and over. I was I so. always wondered about your Sherlock Holmes thing, and I'd never... Yeah, that, you know, I mean, I that was part of it. I also read the books, but like that was one of the reasons I tried reading the books was because yeah. of that movie so yeah but yeah that was you know, chris so, columbus so you've got chris columbus yeah. um you've got uh a little less connected but like the john hughes is like um he wrote movies about the uh amblin's kids older yep siblings yep. you know what i mean yep, for sure so it was there, kind of there, there's definitely a tie there yeah. um you know poltergeist toby hooper uh-huh um yep who his claim to fame is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Absolutely. which is yep. you know, which is excellent, <laughs> gnarly. Um, we got to do an episode on that uh, soon too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the the other big name that I think of is Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yep. you got he 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 directed Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yep. He directed, I think, all three Back to the Future movies. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah. Do you did yeah. he do Ghostbusters as well? Is that a Robert Zemeckis? Uh, I don't know. Zemeckis did Ghost. I, I don't uh, know. My, I can be completely wrong. Let, let me let me check and see. Hold on. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to derail you. Yeah, no, I, I, I think no, Zemeckis Ivan Reitman is, is who I'm thinking of. Sorry. Okay, yeah, I'm like, I feel like I should. No, it's um, not Zemeckis. But I mean, no, his, it, Zemeckis' claim to fame is Back to the Future, yeah. and then later uh, Forrest Gump. Okay, yes. Um, uh-huh. Which uh, I I really liked that movie growing up, and then then I grew up. Forrest Gump. Then I grew up, and I'm like. Like I don't know about yeah. this movie. There's yeah. this. It feels problematic yeah. to me in a lot of ways. Yeah, definitely. And is. Jenny sucks. Yeah, Jenny does suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jenny sucks. I mean, people. Um, everybody. You know, everybody to sucks. Quote Hannah Montana, though. What's that? To quote Hannah Montana. Uh-huh. To quote Hannah Montana. Uh-huh. Everybody makes mistakes. Oh, I everybody don't. has those days. Everybody knows what what I'm talking about. You don't know that song? No. Mm-mm. Everybody makes mistakes. I don't know. No. You never heard. I don't know. Do you know who Hannah Montana I is? I do. I know who real life okay. Hannah Montana is. Yeah. Thankfully, it's what it's sad that you have to ask me that, but I do know who that is. I mean, it's yeah. it's uh, it's it's. It was a genuine, honest question. I know it was. <laughs> I know. I don't know that you know. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let me think. Is there <sighs> anything we didn't? Co- oh, I just want. Let me just say his name because he shows up in so much stuff. Uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is a big. Yeah. He does, you know. He's he's covering the he's covering the back end. He's of covering Spielberg's the back. He's or the or third or, quadrant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, gotta watch Post. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I got. Ambulance. Yeah, I'll watch it. Like, watch th- there's. <laughs> you watch the Post. I'll watch Hamilton. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, there there's still a part of me that like. In, in the things that I like to consume, yeah. just never grew up. I think that's why I like sure. coming of age movies so much. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I like genre movies and horror movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's just, you know, maybe even an adventure, uh, young adult stuff. I just really yeah. like this stuff. And there's sure. a part of me that's like, I'd probably watch The Post and love it. Uh huh. Yeah. But it would take a lot for me to sit down to and like, try I'm to watch, watch The Post. Yeah. That's you know? interesting. That's, see, that's so interesting. Yeah. I love that stuff, like where it's like I'm a child. I, d- yeah. I don't love. Well, you're it. all you. Yeah, some of that stuff you, can you feel also boring. Spent years, but yeah, we're like, talking over you. No go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you also spend a lot of time like, uh, like, as an acad in academia. Oh sure, like, reading nonfiction and like, sure learning yeah. like real stuff. But there's something like about d- there's something about like political drama. And it's, if it's done well, yeah. like if, if it's done sure. well, political drama, especially drama about like journalists, because I'm like, oh, I got yeah. like generations before me. You know what I mean? It's like me watching yeah. my ancestors or whatever. Um, sure. I like that stuff. Like my bu- my buddy Mike loves that stuff. And he's yeah. like, what if we wrote like a political kind of dr- drama yeah. kind of. Yeah, hell yeah. And I'm like. That's dope. You're not like yeah, <laughs> you're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I like I maybe yeah. I could find an end, but like I bet you could. I bet you, it might be a good exercise. Um, who knows? Eh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I'm definitely I'm definitely the s- second tier Amblin kid. Sure, sure, I'm, sure, I'm, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd rather I'd I'd if I could write like another ET like yeah. I would. Yeah, yeah. Love that so much. Yeah, yeah. Movie about kids and a monster. I I wrote a draft of a script about a kids and a monster uh-huh, yeah you know and i loved it yeah i love doing that yeah um so. so let's uh let's let's rate them let's rate amblin yeah um you want to go first uh i do this thing where like i actually forget that we rate it every sure. time yeah okay and i have to think of s- that's fine s- i don't know um i mean i'll do it let me let me let me jump yeah, in you, you take it. a minute and think about it so um 
When I think about Amblin, I I think primarily of Amblin in the second sense that we talked about it, which is the feeling, right? Um, yeah, the correct and, sense. And to me, to me, th- what it boils down to is this sort of. Um, let me just be super blunt here and say, for me, I think it's this kind of false memory of childhood, <laughs> sort of like ide- sure. idealization, and like you're on the cusp of independence. But it's not scary yet, but it's still fun and exciting and all this stuff. And it's wonderful. I mean, one of the things I didn't even bring up that I'll just mention quickly in my closing is the lighting in E.T. Um, this was one of the things where I was oh, like, the lighting. I was like, the lighting here is so surreal, like it's otherworldly. Yeah. And, and it, but it's not supposed to play that way. It's not supposed to be super obvious to you. It's just supposed to make you give you a vibe underneath that you don't even yeah. notice if you're not paying attention to it. So like like Spielberg, yeah. Spielberg, like he would he would put haze in a shot that didn't didn't need you know there's no motivation no No motivation when elliot goes back outside to the backyard that back uh little hut or whatever little shed in the backyard that thing is lit to shit like it is there is a spotlight up above that like why did the family put a spotlight in the shed you know what i mean um and so but but yeah it doesn't play (laughs) that way doesn't play that way doesn't take you out of it just gives it a sort of magical childhood feeling um, and so all that stuff's Movie great. magic. All that stuff's great. I think um, I'm very into it. But because I'm also into some elements of the sort of grown uppy Spielberg stuff that he does, yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna rate it pretty high. I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any reason I need to detract. Um, I mean, it's not my favorite thing in the world, so I'm not gonna go perfect. Um, but is there anything I want to pull back? No, you know what? Actually, I'm just realizing I didn't even mention Animaniacs, and that's going to settle it at a 9.5 for me. Um, oh, which is Animaniacs. Also Animaniacs. Uh, animated Steven Spielberg shows up in Animaniacs, and also Tiny, oh my Toon, God. Tiny Toon Adventures quite a bit, both Amblin television series. So, yeah, um, so what's yeah. what's what's Amblin's relationship with Warner Brothers? I don't know, but I know that, yeah. That's, I want to know. It's the Warner Brothers um, but Universal Pictures yeah. puts out most of Amblin's stuff, from what I understand. So I do sure. not know why that is the case, but it is. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say a nine point five. Uh, I'm gonna nine point five out of ten Reese's Pieces is what we're going with. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. So that's that's Amblin for me. You, I I can't go lower than nine point five. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, it's you know again like. Uh, and, and and being from like uh, from your perspective, or this, I learned this from you, Will. Okay, you're like uh, you know, you said you know this false sense of childhood. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, my response would be, is it though? Right, I knew, What's I knew false? it, I knew it. That's why I prefaced that with like, I'm gonna be blunt because yeah. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, you're gonna um, totally be into it. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> no, and, and I 100 percent understand, and I feel yeah. like if you could go back and live childhood. Uh, you'd be disappointed with what you saw. Sure, sure. Um, and and it wouldn't feel uh, it wouldn't feel like those movies. Sure. Um, but at the same time, like a lot of my memories from childhood kind of feel like an uh, an Amblin yeah. adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of awesome. It is. <laughs> you that's, know? and that's kind of why they work so well, right? Um, yeah, that's kind of why um, the films y- work so well. 
you know, I remember as a kid, like watching movies, daydreaming about like, like even like watching Harriet the Spy. Yeah. Daydreaming yes. about keeping my own notebook. Yes. And then like one day you have a notebook, you go out on your bike and you see something, uh, one kid that's like, why is yes. he here for the summer? Yeah. And, you, and this actually happened. You start writing down notes and you probably did yeah. it once. Uh-huh. But in my memory, yes. that was a summer. Well, dude, you know? and on top of it, I mean, your thing about like say, and, and uh, your thing about like, imagining having a notebook like there's something very amblin about being a kid and having a thing that is yours do you know what i mean so like yeah it's your yes. bike or it's your whatever and so like i am defined by this thing that i have it's a notebook that is mine yeah. and that's part of like articulating your independence from your family and all this kind of stuff that i think is is growing up yeah right um which is and, why and it's part so of good. that <laughs> and some of those feelings never quite left me like sure i i'm i'm really big into like really wearing in a pair of shoes I get that, yeah. it, mm-hmm. to the sense where the, like, I yeah. can't just, you know, it's like, I can't just have s- several more. And I, I will replace those shoes when they sure, wear out too yeah, much, yeah. but there's a sense of like, I don't want clean shoes. Uh, I want gotcha. my, oh, shoes, my shoes, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to borrow a piece of gear. I don't want to borrow a guitar. I want my guitar. I feel and that this way with scratches from sure. this yeah. and this scratch, you know, yeah. you know, all, all of those types of things. Yep. Um, Definitely. So you know, I'm, I'm going. I'll I'll just match your 9.5 because cool. I feel like we're we're vibing on the same types of things, but also like there's a great Venn, Venn diagram yeah. that's yeah. Uh, it's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a healthy Venn diagram and it's a happy Venn diagram. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, 9.5 uh, penis breaths. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Uh, that's good. I still uh, that's good. when when I think about when I think about uh, I, I I often you know I'm the, our listeners probably know I plan on making a movie yeah. or movies yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at some at point. least one. Uh, I'm I'm a writer. I'm a composer. I'm a sound designer. Um, and I am a director, mm-hmm. which I don't ever think about myself as a director. Right. You've directed. I've directed numerous music videos. I've directed yeah. a web series. Half directed a web series. I've done a lot of that kind of stuff. But yeah you know, claiming it's hard for me. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I still look at reference shots and stuff for the things I want to make in the future. Yeah. And I reference E.T. a lot. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have a folder of like the family at the di- the penis breath scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. that dinner table. Yeah. There's like this light uh, uh, above the table that's, that's it's like an overtop. Yes. Very What a soft. weird kitchen, by the way. It looks like a yeah. pizza hut. It's very strange. It looks like um, a pizza hut. Yeah. It's very eclectic. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that, that, that Spielberg did that we kind of lose later on is like, and, and part of it's just not just Spielberg, but just the time uh-huh. of making movies yeah. is, you know, now when we think of like what makes a great shot, yeah. uh, well, you got to shoot on the Alexa. Oh, sure. But you don't yeah. think that okay. Well, actually, when you're yeah. when you're looking at something with your eyes, with your camera, uh-huh. and it looks great and cinematic, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, it's not what you shoot it with. The thing you're shooting yeah. is the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so sure. like that mm-hmm. house. Yeah. If it was if it was white painted walls right. with like a right. cookie cutter kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sure, the performances would be good, yeah. but you're it like, wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same movie. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, for so. sure. Um, well, there you go. Nine point five. Get me started. Nine point five across uh, the board. 
Um, yeah, maybe, maybe even a 10 some days. Maybe some days. Who knows? But, I mean, at the same time, though, like, Amblin makes all those grown-up movies, right. too. So you got to <laughs> knock off some. All that horse shit. got to knock off some. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. That was our Amblin episode. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Comic Creators Podcast. And also, you can email us at comiccreatorspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to talk about in the future. Uh, we're a dual production of Rock Candy Recordings and also the Destination Nation Network, which are both super cool. So go check them out at their respective websites. And I'm going to put my song after this. I've decided. I'm going to throw it after put it right up after the end here. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Uh, I put I, uh, in the mix. I put distortion of some sort almost on almost everything. Excellent, excellent. That's perfect. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, my dad so. says turn my vocals up. I wanted you to let you know that. And I say do not turn my vocals up. <laughs> They're sitting I, perfectly I, I would have. in the mix. I know. I told him that. I was like, yeah, Joe wanted to boost yeah. them, and that's not that's not that's not where I'm at in my life. Um, no, your, right. your vocals sit sit right there sure. with like just a guitar yeah, or whatever. Just in it's there. just one. It's just down in there. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Um, it's fine. All right. Well, uh, that's all I've got. So in terms of uh, Steven Spielberg and and having something that's yours and riding a bike and getting involved in adventures and then also occasionally fighting in World War II and working for the Washington Post, would you say that you concur? I would say that. <laughs> I, fr- um. I framed it in the best way. <laughs> But the, the, the last thing about the the the, the scene, uh-huh. the the World War Two D Day scene, right? Yeah, movies before Spielberg uh-huh. used all the same uh, sound, like you know that like the the Wilhelm scream yeah, or yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. bullet ricochet yeah. or bullet or 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 horse hooves or whatever. Yeah. There was like. A, a, a grouping of like recorded sounds that people used over and over again. Yeah. Well, Spielberg was one of those filmmakers that said, "No, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna make it. We're gonna try and make it sound as good as it looks." Mm-hmm. And that's why Saving Private Ryan is so immersive in sound because oh. they're using brand new, huh. you know, high definition recorded uh, sounds. They're playing with perspective below the water above the water yeah. and that's why there's no music because they're like yeah 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 like mm-hmm. this the sounds are makes enough it hit here. harder yeah mm-hmm. makes yeah. sense all right boom boom pal <laughs> that's it that's the cut Oh
Thank you for listening. D-N-N. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.